I, I just want to talk to you guys from the heart today. Now, I'm not going to preach today. I'm, well, I might end up preaching. Because, you know, when the preach gets on you, sometimes you end up preaching, you know. But I, it's my intention not to, not to preach today, but just to really share my heart with you um, and just take some time to do that as we go into the new year. All right. I am not going to, to take a long time. I only want to make two points. But both points are very, very significant. Um, and I think that, that uh, I want to make sure that you hear these things from us today, from me. First, I want to let you know that um, it is exciting and it is rewarding and it's refreshing and gratifying for me to be your pastor. I have enjoyed this journey with you immensely. I have grown quite a bit. I've watched you grow. My wife and I are proud of, of you, our church family, and uh, I tell you, we are, we are anticipating great things going forward. Um, when we think about you guys, it makes a smile. It brings a smile to our face. And uh, just thank you for the privilege of, of leading you. Uh, I think great days are in store for us in the days ahead. In just a couple days, we're going to enter into a brand new year. And it'll be the third full year of, um, of, of us being a church in, in ministry full-time, having weekly services. The first or the, 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 the third full year. The first year, as I look back, it was a, you know, it's really an a eye-opening experience. I'm telling you, and many of you that were on the journey with us, you know, it was like the first year, the deer in the headlight look, man. You know, everywhere we turn, we would look and there would be brand new things coming at us that we'd never experienced before. You know, it's kind of like being on the open seas for the first time and you're watching the waves come and, you know, you, all you can see is seas as far as you can look. It was like that for us. We were really counting on the Lord to help us navigate uh, as we was moving forward in that first year. In the second year, we got our sea legs under us a little bit. Got a little rhythm established. Um, started to see our mission come together as a church. Uh, started to see God do some exciting things in the lives of people. We even hit some tumultuous times. And we trusted and depended on God together to get us through those times. God has been good. And our second year was a fantastic year. This year, I want to sharpen our focus going into the third year. We're just a couple days away from a brand new year. And I really want us to focus in on one thing this year. This year more than ever, I want us to focus on our mission, and our mission as a church is to make disciples of Christ. To make disciples of Christ. Now, you may ask, what is a disciple? A disciple is a student, a pupil, a lifelong learner, studier of something or someone. That's what a disciple is. As disciples of Christ, we study and, and imitate the life of Jesus Christ 
Because that's what a disciple is called to do. Mirror and mimic and imitate the one that he's being discipled by. Dallas Willard says it best, I think. He says, as a disciple of Christ, I am a person in the process of learning to be who Jesus would be if he was me. Not so much what would Jesus do or do what Jesus did, but being who Jesus would be if he was me, imitating the life of Christ. That's what it means to be a disciple of Christ. We have an opportunity, family, to begin that at a very, very early age. You saw the skit. I strongly believe that God has given us plenty of opportunity to start at an early age. You know, I was... um. When I was coming up all the way from as long as I can remember, all the way up through high school, I attended church almost every week. How many of y'all know my story? Some of you. Okay, let me give it to you. Tuesday night church night, Thursday night Bible band, Friday night youth service. Saturday evenings at uh, Saturday afternoon usher board meeting. I was a pastor's son. I was on the usher board, so I had to usher. You know. Four o'clock in the afternoon, choir rehearsal. So, you know, I could sing a little bit, so I had to be in the choir. So, you know, I spent time in the choir. Sunday school, Sunday morning, 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock, noonday worship. 6.30 in the evening, YPWW, that was our discipleship class. And 8 o'clock in the evening, get this now, 8 o'clock in the evening, evening service. And I've told you, black folks don't know how to get out of church on time. Yeah, we be having some church, Right? Every Sunday morning, Mother Avery, the Sunday school superintendent, would stand up and she would have us repeat this motto after her, after Sunday school. We'd all as a congregation raise our right hand, and this is what she'd say. Our motto, a child saved is a soul saved plus a life. A child saved is a soul saved plus a life. That was never more real to me than when I went down to, to the D6 conference. I took a team down with me, and we went down to this conference. D6 is really taken after Deuteronomy 6, the commandment principles of discipling families. And we went down there together, and we came back not so much fired up about what we learned, but with a brand-new focus on discipleship in the family. Here's what Deuteronomy 6 says, chapter 6, verse 2. Hear, O Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. The Lord is one, excuse me. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments I give to you this day or today. Why well, I am so King James, you guys. I read this and King James is in my mind. These commandments I give you today are to be on your hearts. Watch this now. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. And here's what that means. Everywhere you go, everything you do, we need to be mindful of discipling our families well. As parents, we need to be mindful of discipling our families well, 
when we're riding in our cars, it's a great time to disciple. When we're at home sitting around, it's a great time to disciple. Family discipleship is key. Now, you heard it in the play. I want to say it again. We, we brought this up about two years ago, and then last year, and I want to bring it up again, and you're going to see this more this year than you've ever seen it. 1 over 168. Here's what that equation means. It means there are 168 hours in a week. We have one hour a week to impact you. One. That's it. So that means there's 167 more hours in the week that are prime, premium hours for families to come together and learn what it means to be followers of Jesus Christ. Let me stop right here. I want to introduce you to someone. We have a brand new children's ministry director. She's on staff with us now. She starts on January the 1st. And her primary responsibility and role is to establish curriculum and, and to work with volunteers and parents in, in giving them tools to disciple uh, in the home as well as what you will experience here on Sunday morning. Tammy, will you stand up? This is Tammy DeWitt, our new children's ministry director. Thank you. Excited to have you. But here's what you need to hear from me. One hour is not enough. She's only going to have our children one hour a week. It's not enough. See, being the primary discipler is not the job of the pastor. It's not the job of the children's ministry director. It's not the job of the youth pastor or the Sunday school teacher. The role of the primary discipler begins at home with you. It begins at home with me. Now, listen, I realize that every family is different. What makes up a family structure in my home might look different than it does in your home. And I also realize that not everyone in here grew up in the church and was raised in the church. There are some people in here that don't even know what discipleship looks like and how to do that. We realize that. Listen, I was talking to a young lady the other day, and I was making a joke with my son, you know, and I, I, I mentioned Delilah, you know, and, and she looked at me with this puzzled look on her face. I said, do you know who Delilah is? She said, no. I said, do you know who Abraham is? She said, no. I said, Isaac, Jacob, Samson, no, no, no clue. There are many people that are starting to grace the doors of the church, searching for the Lord, searching for God, who've never been churched, don't even know what, how to navigate their Bible. These are the people that God wants to send to us. And so I realize that not everyone has a background on what it means to disciple. But listen, our focus this year is to put resources in your hand. No matter what stage of, of spiritual development you're in, we want to put resources in your hands and sources at your fingertips so you can disciple families well this year in your home. What do you say about that? My vision is that our church become a resource center that equips and trains you for discipleship in the home so that you can be better equipped to disciple your families this coming year. And so that's what makes me excited about our 
Our new church offices. We just opened our church offices. It's been our first week in there last week. The location is 4600 DeBar Road, 301, Suite 301. And I'm telling you, we are excited to be there. It's a great move for us. Here's what it does. It gives us a resource center, a hub where we can train and equip and, 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 and uh, teach leadership skills. We have a break room and a conference room and five offices and a waiting area. And this place is designed specifically for us to have a presence in our community and a place to land each or during the week where we can have continual, constant training and development of disciples for Jesus Christ. That's why we're here. That's why we do what we do. It's another vital piece to us accomplishing our mission as a church. When we first open our doors, I, I introduce you to our mission statement is to make disciples of Christ who enjoy God together, who are being transformed by his presence together, and then demonstrate life in Christ together. Let me give you a little snippet of what that looks like. I believe our weekend gatherings, I've said this from the time we opened our doors, and I still believe it. I believe our weekend gatherings are supposed to be a time of, like, family reunion, you guys, where we come together and we celebrate what God has done in our lives throughout the week. We fellowship. We, we, we spend time together. We, we learn how to do life together as a family. We're going to have family services that are specifically designed to be packed with content to bring family, the whole church family together so we can learn how to be a community together. And so there's going to have to be some grace required, like today, when the baby just went out. Listen, let me tell you something. That's what babies do. They cry. Right? Right? So there's grace for that. There's room for that. And, and, and there are many churches in, in the nation that don't do what we are aspiring to do. Here's why. Because it leaves things to contingency. There's too many things that you can't control. But I'll tell you what. I really believe that having a church where the, where the focus is on growing families together speaks to the heart of Jesus Christ. I believe it was Jesus who said, Allow the little children to come to me. Don't forbid them. Because in this child, in the attitude of, ch of a child, is where you will discover the kingdom of heaven. So I'm, 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 I'm excited about the opportunity to have more frequent uh, services together as a family. And I will tell you, they will be packed with content. They'll be loaded with rich Worship and prayer together as an entire church family because I believe that that's what it's going to take for us to be a family together. So a church that enjoys God fully together, and Lee, you can come up. And the church is being transformed together. I believe spiritual transformation takes place in the context, in the framework of rich spiritual partnerships. I believe as we learn to follow Jesus Christ together and partner with other followers, that's where we have iron sharpening iron, and that's where families get stronger. How many of you know that, that 
Two is better than one. How many of you know that it takes, it takes more than you to raise your family? We are starting to see families coming together and loving, spending time together. That's the way the church is designed. That's where real discipleship takes place. And that's how we are transformed. And then from that transformation, we have the opportunity to demonstrate life in Christ to those around us. To really be a church on mission. Together. A church on mission. Together. To make disciples of Jesus Christ. To show the world around us what real life in Christ looks like. To be the church that God has called us to be and not church as the world has portrayed it to be. But to be able to show people through our lifestyle what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And to demonstrate the heart of Christ through our lifestyle every day in every way. And then to teach our families and our children to do the same. Thank you, all ten of you. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus left us his final words. And I've been in sick rooms where people are about ready to pass away and they, they pull their family together. And I will tell you, the last words that are spoken are the ones that they want you to remember. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Jesus said this in parting. All authority has been given to me on heaven and, and, and in earth. He said, therefore, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go and make disciples of all nations, every people, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And this is what he said. He said, I will be with you to the end. And here's what that means. It's not our responsibility to grow the church and to build the church. Jesus has commanded us, God has commanded us to make disciples. That's our responsibility. It's God's responsibility to grow the church. So here's what I can guarantee you, family. If we do our part and we aim to do our part even more and equip you and resource you to do it as well, if we do our part, I, I promise you, God is true to his word and he will do his part and we will be a church that not just grows wide but grows deep roots. I want to I want to be part of a church family whose roots run deep. That's that's what it looks like to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Will you pray with me? Year one is gone, Father. Year two is about to be finished, and year three is on the horizon for us. I know 
in the part of me that knows things that this year you have called us to a deeper relationship with you into deeper community with each other and to be an example of Christ-like living to the world around us. That is the hope that lies within us and that is our mission. Help us to be effective and efficient and infectious to the world around us. May they see you in the way we live our lives and raise our families this year. In Jesus' name. Everyone said, amen.